0: The Space Case Sarah Show, with space nerds Kobe and Benjamin. Who is Space Case Sarah? Spunky, edgy, smart, funny, and a rebel feminist. Hey!
1: Now, witness it yourself on iRock Space Radio.
0: Hello, space enthusiasts, and welcome to another episode of the Space Case Sarah Show with my incredibly talented, nerdy, fantastic co-hosts. The space nerds, Copy and Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, celebrating today. Well, first of all, let's start. Today is aluminum. Am I correct in well, thinking? Well,
1: we say aluminum, but our co-host probably says aluminum, and he's wrong. What?
0: Do you really? <laughs>
2: My secret power, having lived outside of Australia for ten years, is that I don't remember what the Australian way of saying something something is. So, like, I'm not sure whether aluminum or aluminium is correct. But what I can tell you is that it's shiny. It Ooh.
0: is. Actually, I do I know think they're
1: both correct.
0: Uh, I do mm-hmm. know if you wear it in a uh, in a tin foil hat shape form, it will protect you from aliens. Um, it's about the extent of and my- you get
1: respect <laughs> from others.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I am an, in, uh, an we are incompetent. No, what word was used? I think uh, I
2: think they called us uh, imbecile. Oh, well, imbe-
1: incompetent Im- imbeciles. It was a combo.
0: It was a combo. Yeah, There's some alliteration with it too. Yeah, it yes. was a uh, yeah, ignorant, ignorant imbecile. Ignorant, ignorant, ignorant imbeciles. Ignorant. Yeah, ignorant imbeciles.
2: Is off the that is, is apparently
0: what we are on the Space Case Sarah Show, according to our um, internet fans. So thank you. Yes, uh, that, was- <laughs> that was a singular. In relation to a past episode of conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> so, aluminum. Is shiny. I guess that's that's the takeaway for the element of the week. Um, I do have a fun fact,
2: like a like an like actual. So, do one. you
0: have any fun facts for it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, what there were a couple of things that I thought were kind of interesting as I was doing, you know, the old Google. Um, but I think what was kind of crazy was that aluminum was uh, kind of found in these other forms initially, and then it was only properly produced as aluminum as we know it today in the early 1800s by a physicist called Hans Christian Ørsted and he was the same dude who discovered that uh, electricity or electrical currents produce magnetic fields which has been a huge hmm. game changer so Ørsted uh, discovered that and you know both of those things and since then uh, since you know we found the ability to now produce Aluminum on uh, mass, we you know, kind of industrialized processes. Um, it's gone from being almost like a precious metal to something that is in our everyday lives. I mean, the first satellite satellite launched into space, uh, Sputnik One, was produced uh, by uh, produced of two aluminum spheres or aluminium spheres, depending on where you're listening from. um (laughs) but yeah it's everywhere it's in our lives so so that's my aluminum factoids
0: oh fantastic it is everywhere in our lives and i will say it actually is one of the banes of my existence because i am allergic to it in deodorant and And so yes very 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 Mm. much so
2: when you say Bane, all I'm thinking is I was born in the darkness. Although well, that's kind of like Kermit. It's the frog wearing is too. <laughs> Wrong
1: voice.
2: <laughs> it's, it's Kermit wearing Bane's mask, so you can't tell I, who's under
0: it. it I feel like Bane. our our best episodes are when either we're overslept or like drinking whiskey. Um so apparently this is where or not overslept, underslept. Whatever. See? I am underslept. Um Car- uh, nope, not Kavi.
1: Benjamin,
0: Benjamin, your yes. turn in the spotlight, sir. What? My uh, turn what in the spotlight. Would you like uh, to share with us?
1: Sure. Ah, uh, if all goes according to plan, the aluminum episode will air on November fifth. So mm-hmm. two days late. Happy birthday, mom!
0: Oh, and aw.
1: write that down, people. And November <laughs> 5th is a big time happy astronaut birthday to uh, Robert Sanker, who flew on one shuttle flight, Alan Poindexter and Benjamin Drew, who each flew on two shuttle flights, and Charles Hoba, who flew on three shuttle flights. So wow. astronauts like being born today. And <laughs> happy yeah and happy scientist birthday (laughs) to Leon Philippe Tesserank de Bort that's a good name Uh, French meteorologist who discovered the stratosphere in 1902 and happy scientist birthday to Fred Whipple an American astronomer who first proposed that comets were actually dirty snowballs back in 1950 and that was confirmed during a flyby of Halley's Comet in 1986
0: oh Whipple
2: was he the inventor of the Whipple bat?
1: Yes, yeah, and he also invented the Whipple bat. Which we did he really? Sure, and he also. Created... <laughs> Are you just
0: messing with me?
1: No, 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 and no, 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 dessert is no dessert is complete without Whipple cream on top. You got to have that Whipple yeah. cream on top. Absolutely, yep, yeah.
0: Look, guys, I'm, I'm in a vulnerable also... state. Don't mess with me.
2: <laughs> do you do you also know uh, which other famous day it is on November 5th? Do you remember?
1: Uh, well, Veneta. Carl Sagan's birthday is November 9th, so it's not that.
2: <laughs> no, Sarah, Sarah was in the right direction. It's uh, it's Guy Fawkes Day. Remember, remember, the 5th of November.
1: Oh, God.
0: Yes, it what? is Guy Fawkes Day. It Guy Fawkes Day. 5th. Come on. Uh, I have to backtrack really quick to your whole spiel. For those of our audience who can't see, what happened when Benjamin referenced his own name in that lineup, he pointed to himself like a child would. That's like, it's my name! Like, like, this me! <laughs> <laughs> and, and then back backtrack to happy birthday, Benjamin's mom. Like, <laughs> you kinda sailed over that really fast. It's happy birthday to you. We have to we have to give the, the happiest, biggest pro- happiest of the birthday. Biggest awesome. birthday wishes to your mom so but uh that was a lot that was a that was quite a lot of yeah lot of people apparently it yes becomes, the astronauts never
1: happened just astronauts just popping out everywhere just popping
0: out left and right oh <laughs> so this is the aluminum episode where we apparently should be wearing aluminum hats to prevent uh i don't know We absolutely
1: Uh, should have.
0: Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, uh, in space news today, though, as of the day of recording this, so it will be actually quite a few weeks from now when you're going to hear this episode, but we're going to celebrate it and acknowledge it anyway today. Dart was successful. NASA confirms that we have officially moved a asteroid into a different orbital pattern. Um, I think boop. it's by a, the mega boop moved it by 32 <laughs> minutes. So it pushed yes. it in yes. by 32 minutes. It slowed and, its orbit uh, by 32
1: minutes. Yeah.
0: they it slowed mm-hmm. its orbit by 32 minutes. Yeah. And um, that is uh, super significant because if, say, something was headed towards Earth, we only would need to get it to move by nine minutes. So that's a, that's a pretty solid push. But um, I am wondering, though, if is that... Like does anybody know? Is that what they expected? Is did it perform better than expected, or is that it's about three times
2: it's about three times better than what they expected. I think they were aiming for a ten minute differential in the in the orbital period and they lowered it by thirty two minutes. So yeah. It's a mega success from the mega boop.
0: So a big a big boop. But you know, (laughs) that's one thing. I actually was having a conversation with someone about this today that it's one thing, though, like that was, you know, we saw the orbit and we knew how to calculate for it. And um, it's a good thing that we know that we did it. It will be interesting if there is indeed ever an asteroid that is coming towards Earth. I think that that will be a lot more like variables and and, uh, unknowns, but at least we know that it is possible. You know, know uh... it would be
2: more unknowns. I think. I think that was like the benefit of doing this in a closed system, so to speak. That like it's orbiting around another asteroid, so we know what the effect is. If we see an asteroid heading towards Earth, the main thing that's influencing it, um, like energy-wise, forces-wise, will just be its path relative to the sun. So, like now we now we know what we can do, and I think I think it's like a huge deal now that you know we can basically redirect an asteroid.
0: Yeah. What if it was really, really big?
1: Well, like, as we discussed with Joan Marie on this show, <laughs> asked, we asked her that question. And basically, they just, for the larger the size of the asteroid, basically, they just, it's a linear calculation, mm-hmm. the larger the projectile.
2: Okay. Although I, I believe yeah. in that case, it would technically be a gigaboop, not a megaboop. Gigaboop.
0: <laughs> giga-boop. Yeah. giga-boop. Yeah. You got, oh my God. <laughs> but yes, mm-hmm. congratulations to Joan, who was on this show, and her team. Yes. And it is exciting that we have mm-hmm. like confirmation now that it worked. And I guess yeah, um, now we know we can maybe do something, which is exciting. Just <laughs> yes.
1: start booping um, everything. Boop, but, boop, scoop, boop 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 yeah. boop.
0: Just go around and just was like, we own this universe now. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> have you guys so seen? We're, yeah, Sorry. go ahead. I was just going to say that I'm I'm embarrassed to admit that I only saw the movie oh Starship Troopers for the first time. The other Did time. you really? <laughs> and I had very low expectations, so I was pleasantly surprised. You um, those but, are too <laughs> high. <laughs> but, but no, like that whole thing of like, an, what was it, an alien race that was launching asteroids towards right. Earth? I mean, we would mm-hmm. be able to defend against that now, like the oh whole my. plot right. of Starship. would just, beeping. Yeah, like it would John. suddenly be slightly less realistic. As a movie, I
0: was gonna say, does this make this though a higher credible movie in our, you know, like our episode that we talked about what movies were scientifically accurate and what what ones weren't? Did Starship yeah. oh, Troopers right. suddenly Star just troopers move, still move up the list
1: in so many other ways? Every explosion <laughs> in
2: space was just like a dagger in my heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I feel no like it just reason. moved up a couple of notches on the ranking. <laughs> There's oh absolutely no gosh. reason for
1: anything in Starship Troopers to happen, period. <laughs> There's no reason for any of that. Except, except cool four legged creatures one, that,
2: that they call arachnids.
1: Yeah, they have that. <laughs> that's right. They have the uh, that space station that goes around the Earth, like that big ring station around the Earth. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. That would be yeah. kind of cool to see one day. goes around not the Moonica. Whatever. Either way. <laughs> That would be a cool thing to see, and <laughs> bugs shooting asteroids out their butts at us from across the galaxy is just uh, oh yeah right. oh. <laughs> yeah the, the sorry was, <laughs> they're <laughs> bugs and they shoot asteroids at us from across the universe with no technology they just somehow send them through a wormhole and I love how
0: we um. We've set into this episode with a minimal game plan. We're almost to the end of the first segment. So we're going to wrap it up with uh, reminding you that uh, you can follow us on social media. I'm Space Case Sarah. And these guys are, fun fact, science with Kavi on all the platforms. Science actually, actually science on all the platforms. And we um, encourage you also to head over to irockspaceradio.com. You won't have an opportunity to enter as of right now, for this. But from time to time, we have additional giveaways, including mm-hmm. things like MOVA globes, which are these amazing globes that spin, like almost like magic. Yep, Kavi has Jupiter there.
1: I entered the Not contest. Yet.
0: You did? I have a Mars downstairs, and um, they spin by Earth's gravity and solar power, so, or magnetic, Earth's magnetic, well, whatever. That's what they say. Just let me just um <laughs> but uh, we have these giveaways. Actually, this is the third time that we've had a giveaway with MOBA on our station's website. So it's definitely something to keep an eye out for on um, also IROC Space Radio's social media. So be sure to follow them those those pages too on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So we're going to take a break and kind of keep going with the flow in the next segment. I got pitched a couple of ideas from the gentleman here and I said, you know what? I think that this might be a great episode to let the wind, the solar wind, take where the sails lead us and you guys talk about things that are interesting to you. Kavi has been itching for an episode on spectroscopy for a long time and uh, Benjamin wanted to talk about Legos. But <laughs> he's got uh, he's got his box of Legos, right there. Is that a shuttle? Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna take a break and we will let the cosmic winds take us where it where it will. So you're listening to the Space Case Sarah show with the space nerds Kavi and Benjamin here on iRock Space Radio. Yes. Bullshit. welcome back to the ever disappointing return for Kavi to the space case Sarah show where he once ah. again came in second place entering into the green room Kavi, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you I like that one was really a, a very evident like Benjamin was back so fast it was like Pshaw! light speed so we're talking about whatever we feel like and uh, speaking of light speed, could something ever travel faster than the speed of light?
1: Yep. Nope. It just needs a booster and and, and, <laughs> and a lot of like, the flame has to be like really big out the back. Really big? And,
0: yeah. Really big, big boom. And I'm sure there's like okay. a lasers
1: in there with, a, with, with an electron on it and then it'll do it. Hmm. There, I figured it out. Uh. Right. So, so, oh. so no.
0: Hold on, hold on. Uh. Can you like crack your knuckles first or something for us? You're like, ugh physicist stepping in
2: let me put on my physics hat
0: okay um it's made out of tinfoil by the way it's aluminum yes okay go
2: <laughs> yes so now that i'm wearing my aluminium tinfoil uh, physics hat oh, um yeah
0: aluminium. Okay,
2: go potato ahead. tomato um so <laughs> yeah nah uh or as <laughs> yeah, australians nah. say nah uh, yeah um yeah, basically nah, yeah. basically no the speed of light is a universal speed limit and um Basically, things within the universe in space-time cannot exceed that. As you get closer and closer to the speed of light, the amount of energy that you need to get faster to continue accelerating becomes greater and greater. And then you end up needing pretty much all the energy that exists in the universe or more to reach the speed of light. The thing is, this is true locally, in any like local region of the universe. The thing is when you view one region of the universe from another region you have observer effects where light can appear to be moving faster than the speed of light or things can appear um you know like these energetic bursts uh from exploding stars for example um can appear to be moving faster than the speed of light but this is an observer effect in fact light itself does not have any intrinsic properties or wavelengths or anything like that like light doesn't experience time in fact i actually got a little bit of flack the other day for posting a dave matthews reference on twitter uh from my general relativity professor um because the line from the dave matthews song was if i could fly at the speed of light i'd make it to kenneth major in 5000 years and that's what i was referencing and the thing is if you're moving at the speed of light you effectively have null time so the photon does not experience time so yes, that's a long answer to a short question, but the basic answer is <laughs> no.
0: But, 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 what if there's advanced technology and it uh, could, I don't know, it could do it. Like, what about all of the, okay, no, we already did the conspiracy. Think thing. about if warp gonna... travel.
2: Think about warp travel. Within a warp bubble, what I said would still hold. Locally, locally in that warp region, Um any any future event has to be limited within what's called a light cone, right? So, so you would violate the laws of causality and the universe would break and huh. not be happy.
0: Yeah. You know, at this point right now, that sounds like a really nice vacation. I could go for the universe breaking right now. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Benjamin, what were you doing? You were like holding a bat, but then you set well, it down and then I was, like, was, I was very angry. It,
1: and, it, and I knocked it over and I caught it so it wasn't make a loud noise and yeah, I tried okay quietly put it away.
0: There just, just was like a hole. Level of like action going on in your little corner of our universe here and it was
1: uh, over to the right of me So and there's something I can lean it against to the left of me. So I kind of try to carefully move Oh, to
2: okay. I was sure so, he was getting really angry with my my response
0: Are you going on about physics again sir when we should just talk about the simple things like Legos When did you get your first Lego set? This is wow. this is actually this is a really big uh a, a real thing for Benjamin though, by the way. He has a lot of space theme like even in his screen in the background he you can see also got a hell
1: of a following on TikTok. <laughs> well, I do have a hell of a following
0: on TikTok.
2: <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> uh, Sarah, crazy. have you frozen?
1: I think Sarah's no. frozen.
0: What?
2: Look at her, stunned. <laughs> should, she's just
1: shocked.
0: Shocked. Uh oh.
1: So, we
0: Uh-oh. are not talking about Legos. <laughs> Hello?
2: Sarah, if you can hear us. Oh, oh no, she cannot gonna, hear us. She's wondering. Yes. Ah! And we're still recording. This is yeah, we're still recording. What is happening? This is good quality content right here. But right here. at least she she missed that I opened my phone for a second and it was open on TikTok. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well now that Sarah's not here and we're still recording. Let's talk about her. I think she's doing a bang up job organizing this little yeah uh, you, know, you know chat of ours. It's quite fun. Oh, oh
2: absolutely. Oh. Absolutely.
1: Oh. There I am. We were taking advantage of the fact that you weren't here, but we were still recording to talk about you.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh no, I, that's why I didn't want to stop though, because it, it does keep going. So you'll I'll have my stream where I'm going, Hello? What happened? And then uh I'll have, I'll have you guys on the other end.
1: Um, Legos! That's what okay. we were talking
0: about. Your Legos.
1: My first Lego?
0: Yeah, I what actually was your remember first Lego? my very
1: first Lego. It was one of those original classic space-sing Legos. And it was a moon base. And my parents got it for me, and I played with that all the time. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I built it and took it apart and rebuilt it and took it apart and rebuilt it a gaggle of times. The base plate that you could put the place on had uh, craters on it and that was the moon. It was great. And I took it apart and rebuilt the spaceships I remember in a better way. I thought they were better as a kid. <laughs> I put them all in Ziploc bags or whatever bags and put them away as I got older and It was many years later when I went back to my parents' house and I had kids of my own and I found them.
0: Oh, they were
1: were still assembled the way I had assembled them. (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, I was very, very happy. So I have them in the house somewhere. But
0: yeah, that's awesome.
2: (laughs) Did you find that you mixed and matched Lego sets? Because, like, I remember I had something that was, I don't remember what it was. I think it might have been a shuttle, but I also had. this like cowboy themed Lego set, and I ended up mixing and ma- matching like bits. Is that? Of course. I,
0: I, See, I feel like some
2: them. people some people mix and match, and other people are
0: like Lego but purists. I, I I would say that I am probably one of those the Lego purists. I I'm also like that kind of person that doesn't like my food touching. Like they're Ooh. they're just like. An, Thanksgiving is my nightmare because way too, <laughs> there's just way too much that could be in contact with each other. And, um, it also makes me think of Play-Doh. Like I used to be a Play-Doh purist. I will say until my kids kind of opened my eyes a little bit. The first time that my daughter mixed up all the different colors of Play-Doh, I was like, there's actually is something kind of like uniquely beautiful about that. Right. Like almost in the sense of like entropy, like you can't undo that now they're mixed together <laughs> There's no undoing the Play-Doh Having children chaos. children teaches you about
2: entropy, doesn't it? <laughs> right.
0: But <laughs> um, it was pretty. I mean, and then eventually it turns into a brown smudge. And then I'm like, well, that's why I didn't like it when I was a kid. But um, yeah, the your Lego uh, collection has been, you know, I've seen your, I've seen, actually, it's very comical. I've seen his like bar set up, but then there's also like, legos all around it and so if that is not the epitome of the grown-up benjamin that we all know and love today it is legos and whiskey and space. i want to go to if
1: i want to go make myself a drink i have to put push the uh, lunar lander out of the way <laughs> <laughs> to grab the bottle behind it
0: this is what, uh, what we would have to do and uh benjamin i guess if we're gonna kind of do a little origin thing for you here too uh, mm. not benjamin i'm sorry kavi a little or uh, origin thing for you too. Like when, when did your space interest start? Like what, what, what started your journey into like, I'm interested in space.
2: I think <laughs> it was actually not, not at such a young age. Like as a kid, I loved everything. I thought everything was the most interesting thing in the world, but I was very much a humanities person. Um, like i was planning on studying law and that was my direction in life and then i think i think when i discovered space it was um it was during a period where i was in the army and i had these very long bus rides to get to and from the base that i was working on and at the time i was working as um an electro-optics technician so i worked with this like night vision uh technology that basically amplified starlight and being on a base in the middle of nowhere I would basically be able to like look up and say, wow, there are so many stars because I'm away from the big cities and then pick up the night vision and say, okay, wow, there's 10,000 more stars than I thought a second ago. Um, and I just became kind of very inspired by that. Um, and some of the training that I had to do uh, to get into that position was like very science-based. And I was like, oh, this science stuff is cool. Why did I think I wanted to be a lawyer? Um, yeah, And yeah, on these like long... <laughs> long bus rides to the base i would you know start reading up about space and i started uh mm-hmm. watching doctor who and and listening to the star talk podcast and and that it, it all came from there i just realized it just, space was yeah it just is- filled me with a deep sense of meaning and wonder and space. right
0: it just keeps like it there's there's still like it never stops it There's no end cap to that. That's uh, something that is why I'm stuck in the space world and drawn to it as well, because when you start your undergrad in opera, which has really not a a very tremendous future in the uh, in the world, you kind of realize how exciting the space industry is because it's always growing and changing. Uh, But you're kind of the same way as me, where like when we were really little, as opposed to Benjamin, I think you were you were kind of fascinated with space from an early age. I, I do feel bad. Like my sister was really into telescopes and, and astronomy and I was always sort of like meh when I was a kid. I just <laughs> I don't know. It was it was okay, but I was definitely more focused on my little micro world and what was happening in my own personal bubble. So uh yeah I don't have any like Lego sets from childhood or any spacey things from childhood. Everything I've acquired is like Kavi like in my adulthood years so Um, anyway not not to make it about me because I wanted to talk about you guys we (laughs) wanted to talk about uh, you also wanted to talk about spectros spectros spectroscopy I can't say that word I
1: will only talk about it if you can say it perhaps throat wobbler mangroves.
0: ectros hold on now I need to see it spelled out now I'm overthinking it Hold on. Actually,
1: yeah, because it's
2: so difficult to pronounce, people get angry and they just call it hecktroscopy.
0: So, spectroscopy.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. From Um, the word spectrum.
0: From the word spectrum. Cosby has been itching to talk about that, so I think that in, uh, in honor of this, uh, wanting to get to know y'all, we have 15 more whole minutes up ahead and I think that that is plenty of time to listen to that and, uh, because I really don't have any other ideas. Right? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so let's do it. I know, I'm drained. So for those of you who are listening in real time, I will still be in the Philippines when this oh. airs. So I am right now working ahead in the school and we're working ahead on the show. So that way I can actually kind of enjoy this vacation. So when you're listening to this, it will be, I'll be on the other side of the world. I'll be pretty close to you Kavi, actually. Come
1: say take hi. At each other.
0: <laughs> I know a lot of people from Australia go up to the Philippines to dive and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, so it will be. A, so anyway, my point being, I'm just sort of like beep. I'm like starting to beep out here a little bit mentally, <laughs> which is unusual for me. I'm a bit of an energizer bunny. So we're gonna take a break, and I'm and I'm just leaning back, and I'm letting these guys nerd out as they will with with their Legos and their
2: they don't call us the space nerds for nothing.
0: Exactly. they got to live up. It's time to earn your keep here. And be the nerds you were born to be. Okay, we're going to take a break. <laughs> and then we'll continue with this nonsense. You are listening to the Space Case Sarah Show with the space nerds, Kavi and Benjamin, here on iRock Space Radio. Yeah. it's i'm this, starting yeah. this back up what's what's your idea this is the space me sarah show with the space nerds kavi and benjamin benjamin has an idea not benjamin kavi go
1: go
2: i just so i was we... like kind of spitballing and like being tired brain and the line came to me houston can you hear me and it's <laughs> that we basically a it's problem. a musical it's it's a musical retelling of the Apollo missions set to the music If I had an
1: air filter I could breathe some clean oxygen with no more You know
0: how certain TV shows have the musical episode? This is the Space chaser musical episode. If I had an air filter We could get Topol and everything. Topol's the man. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> this is <laughs> poor Sarah.
0: <laughs> I'm so tired. I can't keep up with this, though, yeah. because I'm trying to think of something to matchmaker like <laughs> yeah. Houston. No, oh Houston. Help. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Flood me in
2: orbit. Find me a puff. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> why is this <laughs> bottled food so disgusting? Um, Oh my god! The, oh my god! <laughs> what is happening? Uh, I'm
1: gonna get so much hell from the family who listen to this. This is, <laughs> is also what glorious.
0: happens. Glorious! When you have two co-hosts who are both Jewish, and uh, I'm learning so much from you both. Obviously.
1: Shalom.
0: Oh <laughs> um, yeah. So uh I have a story about spectroscopy before you uh, introduce it, this very real and interesting scientific concept to our listeners. Yes. It is one of my favorite things in space science and largely because I um I just love the fact that like a rainbow it gives me new meaning to a rainbow compared to what i always was taught and thought about rainbows and now it's mm-hmm. like now i look at rainbows and when um you know a prism reflects that light um i look at it as, as what it is like a secret message like there's a like a message built in that that comes from the universe from the cosmos and i think that's so cool and uh <laughs> and this that had to be sung because apparently this is the musical episode a Spectroscopy, Spectroscopy. And yeah, uh, why don't you explain a little bit further to our listeners what that, that is about. And Benjamin, be sure to chime in too on your...
1: So if you look at a Pink Floyd album cover, you'll see a triangle. And <laughs> a white line goes to it. And as the light line hits the triangle, it starts to spread a little bit. And as it exits the other end of the triangle, it spreads even more. And it's basically showing a depiction of what happens when light hits a prism and then you scatter it into its individual wavelengths that make up the light. And if something's, yeah. if there's little markings in it, you can tell what that light uh, is. Ref- you can take it from there. Copy. <laughs> I, got the pink, I, got, I got the Pink Floyd part. And now yeah, no, that's that kind of was it. the
0: important. That was the important part. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd.
1: Every- great Great album. <laughs>
2: Every description of spectroscopy starts with the pink flood comparison. So I'm I'm glad that you got us off to a good start. But yeah, I, yes. I like the way that Sarah was leading into it because I think like the, the the biblical interpretation that you and I might have grown up with is that like the rainbow was a message from you know a higher being, yes, saying yeah. saying that you know it, he'll never make a flood again. Whereas the real message that's there is what is the chemical composition of the thing that light is passing through. So, in the same way <laughs> that, <laughs> in the same way that a prism uh, breaks up light into its component parts, and you see like a full rainbow, if you if, if you you know actually pass that light through a nebulous gas cloud in space or something like that, you're seeing what that gas cloud is comprised of. And so, the way that this, I mean, like, am I allowed to dive into this? And explain, I get to yeah. explain the science.
0: Yes, ah. you are. We're at four minutes and 34 seconds into <laughs> this episode. So you have like a solid nine minutes. <laughs>
2: and Benjamin's just like, uh, yeah. bring it. Okay. Yeah. In, in you a can nut- bring deal. it down to like
0: four. Keep <laughs> it clean.
1: family show. Family show.
2: <laughs> family show. Yes. Um, so, so none of, none of the rude parts of spectroscopy. Um <clears throat> Not the spectrum without the ectrum. So, the whole... the...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so the whole thing. Just gotta get no poof <laughs> no jokes. No proof jokes. Um, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll start. I'll start by saying like the thing that my first physics teacher told me, and he said, "I'm not allowed to tell you this because it's not technically right." But photons are food for electrons, and I said, "What the hell does that mean?" And he says, "Every time a photon." Is swallowed by an electron the electron jumps up and it gets energy in the same way that we get energy from eating food electrons get energy from absorbing photons and so you know we've spoken in previous episodes about how when you have an atom there are electrons that are kind of approximately let's say orbiting around the nucleus so you, you know you might be picturing these orbital rings kind of like a a, a star system mm-hmm. and the thing is what we you know know from chemistry or on a deeper level we know from quantum mechanics is that there are only specific uh, distances or energy levels that the electrons can orbit at and if an electron absorbs a photon if it eats a photon it gets additional energy and it can jump up to the next energy level Mm -hmm. but that's not always stable and so sometimes it'll hang around there for a while and be like actually no never mind and it will hop back down. And when it hops back down, it has to release energy. And so it will be able to give off a photon. And so basically spectroscopy works in this way where if we look at the spectrum, we look at the rainbow of light that's passing through something, we will see additional light in some places from electrons jumping down levels. These are emission lines. And we'll see missing light These kind of like black patches or or the the spot, the missing spots like Benjamin said, um, where light has been absorbed and they're called absorption lines. Yeah. And so basically when you look at the absorption lines of light, that's passing through some object in space, what that's telling you is this chemical element, that chemical element are present in the material that light is passing through and the electrons in that material are absorbing some of those photons. So it's, it's missing photons and, um, that was three minutes. I can do another six, but I probably shouldn't.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> so but I, think a, I think a fun takeaway from that, though, is when people are kind of skeptical about how can we know so much about <laughs> different stars and different planets and things that are so far away from us, a lot of that is based in that that s- spectrum. Spectroscopy, but spell, it's in that. I, I, I don't that. want to say science, but <laughs> um, but a lot of it is is because of that. Like um, when we're in the field of astrobiology and we're looking for maybe biomarkers or something in atmospheres of planets, we wait for it to pass by a star, and mm-hmm. then right in that tiny little, like tiny little curve of the atmosphere, the light will pass through it, and then we can measure what might be in the atmosphere of that planet because i've had people ask me that before too they're like how can we possibly know like sometimes some some people even are like how do we really know the density of jupiter or like the mass of jupiter or you know these planets and and um it's just kind of it's it's to me it's again the bane of my existence but it is so amazing it's chemistry and it's understanding the bane of my well that's aluminum <laughs> Is the pain of my existence, but it is knowing what the what it's comp- comprised of, and then its atomic mass, and then you can do the equations from there. So it's to me all very, 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 very cool. And tying it back to my introduction into that, it is absolutely just marvelous to me how much more amazing something as simple as a rainbow can be mm-hmm. now when I understand the full complexity of what entails in that and i think that that the
2: message message is not about a flood (laughs) it's about what is this material that's billions of miles away comprised of
0: yeah it's amazing Mm -hmm. i love science Benjamin, so you picked much. up the
1: baseball bat at one point. He during, did. During no, I was. I just. You it's did. a fun thing. To, it's a fun thing to hold. I don't know. I was. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's I'm, just I'm, very I'm,
0: threatening. It's very threatening in this show. Like, no, like we're but, you hugging. know, Coffee's talking about things, and then he's like,
1: "For those of you who can't see, I was just kind of hugging it. I wasn't.
0: <laughs> I wasn't
1: brandishing it or like waving it around you know, or scowling. I was just holding it."
0: Mother, we need to have a talk about your son and his anger issues. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: It's
2: a great birthday present to her listening to this episode and hearing that.
0: It is happy birthday. Benjamin, happy birthday what is to your favorite? You. Your son's subject out of control. In science. <laughs> what what was did you have a favorite subject in science?
1: Did I have a favorite or... subject in science? Yeah. Uh golly. Uh anything sciencey. I really I really enjoyed those classes. I did very well in those classes. And every other thing else. I loved history mm-hmm. classes. They were wonderful. I was lucky to have some really good history teachers that could really tell a good story and really explain what happened in mesopotamia or wherever i don't remember Mm -hmm. the point is it didn't really stick in my head but all the science teachers that i had they i remember so many lessons so clearly and i had a remember i had a chemistry teacher named mr baird who ran through his classrooms and ran through his lessons i mean and everything was great and if anybody had a question and watch what happens if i do this what happens if i do that he was like try yeah. it let's see what happens i don't yeah, know Yeah, let's
0: light it on fire and see what happens yeah. very
1: much so yeah. I learned- yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah.
0: i know the chemistry teachers are the best in let's the sense that they get to they, yeah they get to do the reactions which is kind of like a mm-hmm. magic show almost so i i feel yeah on that um i would say mine actually though i I did really enjoy biology only in the fact that and people hate it for this reason is that biology is so sloppy almost because you'll learn this whole way of everything works right and then they're like but here's when it doesn't it's like you, you like spend forever learning about like how some sort of system works in a cell and they're like blah 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 but then every once in a while these enzymes will plug into this spot because they just do that.
2: One, one <laughs> bit of uh, interesting no space waste. news in. that I can... <laughs> one bit of interesting space news that I can... Uh, it's technically embargoed until uh, two days after we record this, but since we'll, we will be releasing this uh, shortly after that.
0: Look at that. Um,
2: we're using using the, the art of spectroscopy... Um, the uh, European Southern Observatory's VLT, the Very Large Telescope, because astronomers are great at naming things, um, Uh have discovered the heaviest element ever found in an exoplanet atmosphere. Really? Yes. Really?
0: Ooh. I don't like Barry. His friends
2: call him Barry. Barry.
0: (laughs) You did not hear it first, but (laughs) you, if could... It, if you could time travel, you would have heard it here first.
2: Yeah. Uh, if you could that's fly in the state of light.
0: Super could. exciting. Also things that astronomers are um, super good at is uh, breaking embargoes <laughs> within their circles.
2: <laughs> this doesn't count as breaking an embargo,
0: though. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm just saying that um, as soon as anything gets released where they're like, big news going to get released next week, everyone's like, it's going to be about this. And nobody like, outright says it, but they're like, I think it has to do with something with this. Like the black hole was kind of like that. And the uh, phosphine was kind of like that. Like, I-, I mean, you
2: have thousands <laughs> of people collaborating on these projects. And, and if you recall from the uh, conspiracy episode, or from the, the fluorine episode, um, there is a, a mathematical dependency like, like on the number of people involved in a project to how long it can stay a secret for so
0: yeah
1: yes
2: it is it. what it is
0: it feels what it is i'm also having a mild panic attack that Ooh. Uh, that the first whole chunk of what we recorded here is not saved i don't know we'll find out so we're gonna wrap up the show and if it's recorded great and if not i don't know I don't know if hitting refresh was a bad idea or if I should have stopped in, I don't know. We'll find out and see how much more frustrated I can get in the course of one singular day. Is this like a, is there Yay. a theoretical mathematical equation to see how frustrated Sarah can get in one? The day IRS
1: could... uh, auditor will tell you all about it today.
0: Okay. Right. Oh, okay, good.
1: <laughs> but the speed of light will be
2: the limiting factor.
0: Okay, the speed yeah. of we can't get more frustrated than the speed of light. This is like our eagles per freedom. Speed of light. <laughs> To, to frustration ratio nothing can nothing can surpass that except maybe i don't know a mother's frustration with her children i don't know it's possible um thanks guys for bearing with the looseness of this theme though i do feel like we learned a lot we gleaned a lot from this episode both about your interests and in mm. science and uh as always we have a good time lots of, and lots of greening glean let's glean from yeah. this the winds that we have and um thank it you to everyone glean. <laughs> to listening to our show we really do appreciate your support it has been um over two months we've been on the air together now so we are really kind of hitting our our stride and i think that we have some pretty exciting Wow. See, I'm almost, I almost did that thing where I'm like, we have some exciting, exciting things in the future. We do. We do. We do. I have a couple of guests tentatively lined up that what? are pretty exciting. I'm not going to say that one might be the not chief scientist you? of a really big deal telescope, but it might be the chief scientist of a really big telescope. Benjamin, you look confused.
2: No, Is I'm it just... a very large telescope?
0: It's a very, It's a very large space telescope. And it's the chip Does
1: it engine rhyme with bubble?
0: <laughs> not bubbles.
1: Is it your dog?
0: Not my bubbles. <laughs> no, I do call him Hubble Bubble or Hubble Hubble's B tuna. Don't ask me why. Uh. uh this one's with the uh uh welloscope. Games, games uh, uh Schweb. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really Jelly good. Uh, it's a little, it's a webby, a webby one. Yeah. <clears throat> we're going to have probably, we're going to have uh, that. And then I've been talking to a friend of mine who said he'd be interested on coming on. He is actually a lawyer specializing in space law. Like that's,
1: you've mentioned this before.
0: Yeah. He's, he's going to be, awesome. Um, doing stuff in space law, which I think is really, really, really interesting because uh, he started his platform kind of off of that oddity. Like, space law why would we need space law but holy do we need space law because you know when everybody's trying to get to the moon we totally you got to have some rules <laughs> like
1: if i order room service at that space hotel and they forget to bring me my breakfast can i sue them in california i, it's, I gotta know
0: there are a lot of legalities that are ahead of us in the space industry. So anyway, look forward to, there are some cool people that I am starting to line up for this show that we're gonna bring on. And as always, we're also doing some of this for good causes. So the um, James Webb Telescope guest that we're hopefully going to be getting on will be co-presented by the Space Prize, which is our next nonprofit that we want to um, highlight on this show. So look forward to that. Again, thank you for supporting our show. You can find me as Space K Sarah everywhere you can find benjamin as actually science science actually just ruffling the feathers all over the internet with his memes and you can find (laughs) fun fact science fun oh my gosh my brain fun Fun fact science science with with Kavi. kavi also on all of the platforms not making as many ruffly waves but he makes a lot of uh Legendary status memes that get circulated around NASA. So, if he could uh, retire off of that, I think he would. And uh, go to <laughs> iRockSpaceRadio.com and listen to our other shows. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Space Case Sarah Show here on iRock Space Radio.
1: You've been listening to the Space Case Sarah Show with the Space Nerds, Kavi and Benjamin, a production of iRock Space Radio. Go to iRockSpaceRadio.com for more.